All right, Max, excited to hear your story and you're a CFE. So that means you are totally dialed in franchising. So tell me, start off by telling me your, your personal franchise story, not the business, you, how do you even fall into franchising? So it's related to business. Um, I've started a company called Bookskeeping uh, about 12 years ago with my co-founder and uh, through tries and tribulations, we got uh, uh, into franchising market and we started providing bookkeeping services to franchise brands. I started with one, then they liked us, they recommended us to other brands. <clears throat> to make the story short, we are now a preferred bookkeeping vendor for about 85 franchise brands in the United States. Some of them large ones, huge, fast signs, signorama, sport clips, uh, uh, and so on and so forth. Some emerging um, majority of them makes it optional for franchisees to use us, but a uh, growing number is making it mandatory. So they have to use bookkeeping uh, to do the books. And then hanging out with franchisors gave me this crazy idea that I can be one of them. And then a few years ago, I decided to franchise the concept. And now here we are, we have uh, five uh, franchisees and working on number six and number seven right now. So on the franchisee standpoint, are they required to be a CPA or do they, do you want them to have an accounting background or who's, who's the avatar? So they don't have to be CPA because we don't do anything that has to do with taxes. We get majority of uh, referrals from CPA, so we don't want um, to be a competition to them. It's a different model that majority of accounting franchises that are available because they do taxes and, oh, by the way, we can do bookkeeping as well. So just to give you an idea, HNR Block just recently added bookkeeping right. uh, to their model. They've never offered it before. So we staying away from taxes. And if one thing I can promise, we will not go into taxes because I see more uh, possibilities in just staying in our own sandbox, which is bookkeeping. Uh, so they don't have to be CPAs. Uh, I would want them to have some kind of um, accounting background or finance background. They don't have to be bookkeepers because A, we are fully trained them and B, if they like, we provide them full staff to do the work. So they can be just the rainmakers going uh, and just get clients. Yeah, build the relationships. In those yes, relationships. absolutely. So I'm, I'm a finance person by trade. I'm not an accountant. I can talk about bookkeeping and accounting for hours, but trust me, Nick, you don't want me to do your bookkeeping. <laughs> Love it. Okay, so now, now that you mentioned I'm a finance guy. What are some of the like interesting things that you see from a data standpoint? Because when you're doing the books across so many different businesses for franchisees, are they not spending enough in certain categories like marketing? Are they overspending or over recognizing things in areas that they shouldn't? Are there any insights that you see just from a pure like gut standpoint now that you know franchising the way that you do? So I'm just seeing across the board that uh, people are scared and they may be not investing as much in advertising and marketing as they used to because mm -hmm. uh, the money, and not necessarily tied, but the mentality is, hey, what if uh, uh, it will be worse? What if I need this money? So I better sit and not spend, you know, and yeah. don't run the advertisement as much as I did. So I'm seeing that for sure. Uh, but I'm not seeing, you know, a slowdown, to be honest with you. So majority of our clients are growing or staying the same. I mean, of course, there are some people that 
you know, the numbers are dropping, but I don't think it has anything to do with the economy. This is just individual, you know, choices. What I can see from the source standpoint, I see uh, more and more franchises to be sold. And then I've heard that long time ago that during the slowdown, people usually buy more franchises historically. So that, that I definitely can see because we get uh, um, uh, more and more clients uh, onboarding with bookkeeping on the, on the bookkeeping side. So what's your what's your dream on the on the as a franchisor? What's your dream on that side of the business? On the franchisor side, so uh, the goal is to sell uh, five uh, more before the end of the year, and then uh, we will uh, we are looking to sell uh, ten to fifteen next year. So to get it to about twenty five before the end of twenty twenty four. So this is a home-based business. It's a low investment business. That's why right now we get more and more interest. It's kind of a blue ocean. So this is the issue I had to deal with. People are not expecting um, bookkeeping franchise. So when you come, like I've done some franchise expos, uh, you you come in and then people looking for pizza franchise yeah, right. looking for and then they stop by like oh bookkeeping and we didn't even know it exists we didn't know it can be you know really you know franchise so now more and more people are interested i see more and more um you know interest in the franchise but um i think once we get to critical mass of uh, 15 or 20 we will 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 grow because now we're like in very big markets like miami orlando we're in san diego we just sold uh, Texas, but it's a county, but it's a South County, this, the most Southern county in Texas, McAllen, Texas. So. Mm -hmm. How are you breaking up the territory size as a home-based? So uh, we are guaranteeing people a half million population, that's their territory, mm -hmm. but anything uh, outside of it, obviously, can be sold to a different person. Yeah. So, um, to give you an idea, like we just sold not just about four or five months ago, bookkeeping Miami. So the city of Miami and Miami Beach is taking, but all the North Miami is available. So if somebody wants to buy in Fort Lauderdale or just outside of the city of Miami, they can do that. But the beautiful part about it, let's say you own Miami territory. If you have a cousin who lives in Boston you can get all the referrals you like from this person. So you go where the business is. You can't actively go and advertise in Boston, but you can go and, uh, um, uh, you know, get get clients from there. So they're not just limited to their territory. It's not brick and mortar. I mean, I have some of my franchisees, they are traveling uh, abroad and do all the work from there. So you don't have to physically be in this territory. So on, on a franchise uh how much you can make question are you are you disclosing item 19 yet or is it still too early uh we are we are disclosing item 19 uh, uh in terms of uh, uh average gross profit for the past 10 years and average gross uh revenue so the average gross revenue is four hundred and twenty four thousand dollars per year and average gross profit is two hundred and fifty seven thousand dollars. i mean that's that's a great number for investment that that's small which i would I and your hope is take take the Miami franchise owner. 
they should be looking at scaling based on the the depth of of the business opportunity, right? Absolutely. I mean, people don't realize, but bookkeeping is a four point two billion dollar industry in the United States. Uh, so annual, and that's that's huge. So everybody needs bookkeeping. And what I'm seeing on the corporate side, more and more people are interested in bookkeeping services with the slowdown because like, well, why do I need a full-time person? Because yeah. he or she is not really doing bookkeeping for you. I mean, eight hours per day, you know? So what are they doing? is a big question. So we just took over a company <clears throat> and um, we are going to be spending about 10 hours per week. We replace their full-time person. And then the CEO goes, what was she doing for the past six years? And I'm like, well, uh, I have no idea, but you know, <laughs> she was working there 40 hours. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. But, and then now, but really it's 10 hours. And I think we can shorten that because I am amazed people still using the technology or not using the technologies. People still yeah. doing a lot of stuff manually. All right. So you've, I mean, you've clearly accomplished a lot. And even if you just stayed as a franchise supplier the entire time and never went into franchising, you, you accomplished a lot. Is, yeah. Do you feel, do you feel like you get, a moment to pinch yourself and say this is amazing where this business has gone from where you've started or what what equals happiness for you now well i learned not to be happy with the end goal but be happy in the process because okay yeah. let's say i put a goal of x and i get there then what like right now i have a goal of selling 25 franchises by the end of next year i'll sell 25 is that it? Am I going to just stop and do nothing? No, I'll have another goal. And I can right. tell you that my 25 will change to 40 or 50, probably even before I sell the 25. So it's a moving target. So it's, it's, it's a process. So the way I live life, and it's not only business, it's personal as well. You know, I want to enjoy it today. I like the process. I'm comparing myself not to my goal that always moving, but I'm comparing myself to where I was before. And um, so... Two years ago, I had zero franchises. Now I have five. So I think it's a great accomplishment. I mean, if I start comparing myself to McDonald's, a uh, number of franchises they have, then I'm definitely a failure. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing that because it's it's completely different story. Again, this is my life. I'm not, you know, comparing with anybody else. I have a great team and they're supporting me. We're growing. It's a healthy growth. So, um I think I'll be happy when I'll start working a little bit less. So when I start delegating more and I'm getting more and more, you know, structured about that, delegating, uh, especially on the corporate side. Now I have a great team that takes care of everything on the franchise side. Since it's brand new, um, I don't have that much support. So yeah. once uh, I'm there, that's going to definitely make me happy. Yeah, unless you find another business idea that you want to add in, right? Well, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure I will. I'm sure. We actually created our own accounting software, and it's sitting dormant for the past, you know, two or three years because we just don't have the power uh, to push it. Like, it's there, website is there, everything is there, the business model, but we just need another Max to yeah, uh, right. get it done. And I'm like, there is only one of me, so I pick my battles. And for now, franchising is what I want to concentrate on. You know, what's fascinating to me about your, your numbers, low, low investment, great return, yet you're, you're categorized as a bookkeeping business. Now, what I would, I would love to have this happen in franchising 
if you stripped away all brands, all logos, all titles, and said, let's start with the viability of the business model, and you landed everything together, pizza concepts, for instance, that do $800,000 that are open 24-7, basically, because there's around-the-clock work or labor that goes against it, a franchisee is going to make eighty grand or ninety grand on $800,000 in volume and the depth of work that goes into operating one unit. And so in a pizza brand, someone might say, boy, I've always wanted to be a pizza owner. But at the same time, for a different scale of work and maybe the uh, higher opportunity to scale, they could also do your business and could make more money and be in a more viable category. And I mean, even you're just talking about the accounting software, be associated with a franchisor that is deeply committed to innovation. And so it, I'm always fascinated by this. When you start stripping down, like, what is the definition of a great business model? You, you, you have one. But you're, you're, al you're almost stereotyped automatically as not as sexy as a pizza brand, even though you are much more viable than the, the example that I gave, you know? So you, you're totally right. And actually our logo and our motto is bookkeeping redefined. So we're definitely redefining the uh, bookkeeping process and making it fun and cool. Uh, it's one of the oldest professions, but, you know, in people's eyes, it's just, you know, the old accountant sitting in a dark office, you know, working 20 hours. It doesn't have to be like that. Now AI and technology is doing majority of the work. And, you know, people who don't uh, accept it, they're going to be left behind. Because right now I'm seeing in the past 12 years, it takes us less time to do work than we did, you know, uh, than it took 10 years ago. Yeah. So now instead of just keep doing it the old way, uh, we just, you know, more aggressive on pricing it takes us less time and we can uh, serve more clients and yeah. you know our hashtag is cool bin counters so that's it's a big part of our culture you know oh. we make sure that the employees are cool uh the clients are cool and a lot of the time we say no to uh potential to potential clients because we don't want to um work with somebody who is not fitting our profile like we, we're not a good fit for everybody you know what i'm yeah. saying so all right, three, three comments that I have for you uh, that I've thought through during this discussion. One is, I think a CPA is a very interesting target from a franchisee standpoint because of your cost to get in and how much I can make is so sound. CPA is intelligent. They look at businesses all day long. They can see that you're a viable business. So it's not hard for them to see what is the opportunity with this and how can you, how can you latch this on? So I, I do think there are smart individuals uh, that would like that. Secondly, um, area of opportunity for you, the way that I see it, I think you have a really good story. I think your depth, I think how long you've been in this industry, I think the steps that you've taken to go from supplier to franchisor, I think onboarding five franchisees the right way and saying, we don't need to grow like crazy, let's grow the right way. All that is so good, but your personal brand is is missing from this. And I would, I would lift up your franchisees too. You have five people that, that said, yeah, I believe in what Max is doing. I want in. And so I, I say this all the time that brands on sub brands, people do. I would love to see more humans um, on your site. And the last comment is when I was uh, preparing for this, 
uh, all of your photos online, you're not smiling. And you have such a good warm story. You need to smile more, man. Well, it's just, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm originally from the former Soviet Union. So I guess we weren't brought up, you know, smiling. So that that's, you know, people tell me all the time. People tell me this all the time. I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. You know, I can't just put this fake, you know, uh, <laughs> I call it fake American smile. I mean, I'm an American now. So, you know, I'm one, I'm one, one of us, but, you know, that, that I know. I know, so I need to start. You, you got a good personality. I want to, I want to see it come out. So I, that, that, that's my feedback for you. Okay, so let's end on this. Someone's around the web. They're they've landed onto this video. What do what do you want them to know about your business as a franchise or or as as a potential prospect? So I probably as a franchisor, I want them to know that um, they get not only full training, two weeks training. They get six months of sales coaching with the live sales trainer for the six months after the initial training, and they get one year of executive coaching. So they get one year of bi-weekly meetings with somebody who is working on uh, making them their performance to be on the top and grow all the time. So usually, you know, people pay five, six thousand dollars for consulting like that because it's done by the co-founder of Bookskeeping. Uh, Elena Emma, she is doing it at no charge to all our employees and our franchisees. So it's actually, you know, an advantage because we want them to succeed because there is a, them being successful means us being successful. We do all the marketing for them. We provide all the technology. And then lastly, we provide employees if they want to. Uh, we house the employees. We pay the benefits. They just pay us hourly and, you know, can concentrate on growing the business. And we provide clients as well because the 85 franchise brands that we are a preferred vendor for, let's say a new uh, Sinarama opens in Miami area and Sinarama is the client, then immediately uh, we we are being notified and then in turn we notify our franchisee and they can call the day they sign the franchise agreement before the competition even knows, you know, they're opening up, before they even pick a location where they're located. So it's like a really full, full service. It just... Finding the right people. So I agree with you. CPAs is one of the uh, markets that we're going after. And we're talking to a couple of firms right now who are considering buying it and then outsourcing all the work to themselves. Because once we give them a client for bookkeeping, they actually can go and then sign them for taxes, consulting, CFO work. And guess what? They keep 100% of the revenue. We only get royalties on our bookkeeping fees. I, I want to just call back out what you just said because I think it's deeply important. I love what you said. You said, if we make our franchisees successful, we're successful. And you knowing that, that means it's not just about selling franchises, about finding a way to drive profitability for your franchisees. And then what I also love is just, just how you're onboarding the franchisee with coaching. So many franchisors skip over that, but you're giving them sales training because they may have not sold before you're giving them executive coaching because they, they could use that. They could use a shoulder. And I think that that actually redefines the way that franchisee support should work and probably redefines the way that a franchise business coach should work. And I, I applaud you for that. I think that's awesome. So um, Max, this was a great conversation. I'm glad we got to get it in. I look forward to learning more about your story and building a relationship. Thank you so much for joining me on this. This is another episode of Meet the Zor. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.